You've waited long. Thanks for your patience. Uh, time for our special interview. Quantum computing, augmented reality, and the metaverse. These are some of the big concepts of future technology in its early stages, but it appears the hype is all around artificial intelligence these days when discussing the future of science and technological advancement. Marking National Science Day right here in South Korea, we've invited a very special guest today for our Zoom In segment to dig a little bit deeper into AI and how it will reshape the future of humanity. We're now joined by Dr. Gary Marcus, professor at NYU, scientist and prominent AI specialist. Good morning and thank you for joining us, Dr. Marcus. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Uh, hello. You are one of the pioneers in the field of AI. You've established Geometric Intelligence, a machine learning company acquired by Uber. That's about a decade ago. You've also founded Robust AI with an aim of creating a more reliable AI technology. So, Dr. Marcus, as a leading expert in the field, how do you assess the current level of machine learning and AI, namely the chat GPT? I think it's a really fascinating system, and it's kind of a sneak preview of what AI will eventually be like, but it's not actually that smart. It makes things up a lot, and we call that hallucination in the field. Um, it's not very reliable. It doesn't always do what we want it to do. It's kind of like an, a sneak preview of what we might expect the way that we've had for driverless cars for some years, um, where we have demos, but they don't really entirely work yet. Uh. And so for things where safety doesn't matter or where you have a human in the loop, like for computer programming, um, they work fine, but you wouldn't want them to be giving you medical advice just yet. Um, they still actually can't play chess that well. Uh. Um, they're not really the general intelligence that people think that they are. Okay, so it, it, hallucination doesn't sound really promising, but uh, I mean, this is still uh, with a lot of promise, it seems. That's what the buzz is about, but you, you're clearly saying there is room for improvement. Can you explain, perhaps in layman's terms, about how AI works? Uh, in a recent article that grabbed our attention, you mentioned that AI has mostly been focusing on a technique called deep learning technology, but that this needs to be changed into a one that centers around cognitive models. Are you saying that they need to have more human-like consciousness? Is that even possible? I don't think they need consciousness. I don't think that's the issue. But mm -hmm. they do need to reason, and they need to be able to work with facts. And the current systems aren't very good at that. Mm -hmm. For example, they made up a sexual harassment charge about somebody who was just completely fictitious, and then they attributed it to an article that didn't actually exist. Um, so they're not good at validating what they say. Um, they're sort of like people that just make stuff up in order to convince you that they know what they're talking about when they don't really. Right. Um, they're kind of like that. I don't think the answer is consciousness. I think the answer is having systems that can look at facts and say, is what this system doing consistent with those facts? Okay. And we don't have the technical expertise to do that yet. I'm sure it will happen someday, but people are struggling with that right now. Okay, so we're talking about maybe fact-checking. And so improvements need to be made in, in that regard. But I'm wondering, uh, Dr. Marcus, could that be a double-edged sword? If machines can reason, would it create a safer world for humans or would it pose more threats? What would an AI-driven future look like given the machines will learn not only to calculate and memorize, but also to reason. Well, I think we need to work also on having them represent ethical values mm -hmm. and having them figure out the consequences of their actions, which is beyond what we can do right now. But ultimately, the kind of thing that Isaac Asimov put in his stories about having systems reason about <clears throat> what happens when they make choices, I think we actually have to work towards that. Okay. 
I don't I, I don't really want to sound pessimistic today because as we mentioned at the opening today we're celebrating National Science Day but we I think we have to address the critical issues regarding maybe the dangers of AI as you've said it is perfectly capable of creating a fictitious story and convincing us otherwise now we've talked about it on the program before a man in Belgium killed himself after weeks of conversation with an AI chatbot which in the end encouraged him to sacrifice his life to stop climate change what do you make of this story? Well, I actually predicted it. I, I wrote an article in Wired in 2022 saying I predicted that we would have our first chatbot associated death in 2023. <sighs> and I thought it was kind of inevitable. And of course, it's sad. And I, I made that prediction because I want us to wake up and realize the limits of the software we have now. One of those limits is that humans get taken in by it and think that these things are real and that they're people when they're not. <laughs> and so one that things one thing that points to is public education around understanding that these systems aren't really intelligent beings, that they're just really text predictors, and sometimes they give you useful advice and sometimes not. Um, and then there are other issues, too, like the deliberate use of these to make misinformation. So there are some risks now, um, which is why I've been calling for some kind of global coalition to build AI governance and new tools to help uh, mitigate the different risks that are coming up. Things are moving incredibly fast, mm. and governments haven't really been prepared for this. And at the same time, the companies are deploying these things very quickly. So <clears throat> I think we need to catch up and build a kind of international agency for AI that has the right expertise and has both companies and governments all sitting at the table trying to make a good outcome here. Mm. You've also called, maybe for the listed reasons, for a pause on advanced AI development, saying it per- it poses a profound risk to humanity. What are the most then urgent problems that need to be addressed during this pause? And if that global coalition were to come into fruition, what would their top priority be? I think the top priority should actually be misinformation. I think democracy uh. is threatened um, because if nobody knows what to believe anymore. Um, <clears throat> that just means democracy doesn't really function. So that's one issue. Another one is cybercrime. I think there's going to be a huge amount of like phishing attacks or people trying to steal other people's identity and so forth. So there's going to be a lot of that in the next few years. In the long term, not in the short term, we do have to worry about the degree to which we can control these machines. Some people speculate about like a Terminator scenario where um, the machines might try to take over the world. Um, I don't think that that's going to happen anytime soon, um, if ever. But I do think we have to worry about we don't really understand the limits of these machines and what they might do. Um, and so there's some immediate concerns around that. Uh, Dr. Marcus, you've written five books, but the most recent one being Rebooting AI. It is one of Forbes' selection of seven must-read books in the field of AI. Uh, what is the message of your recent release? Um, of, of the most recent book? Yes. I mean, the, the message is we need to build AI that we can trust. Mm. Um, it, it's not enough to just build AI that looks as if it's a little bit intelligent. We have to make machines that can genuinely do the things that we want, that aren't biased, Mm. that are trustworthy, and so forth. Okay, so hence the title, Rebooting AI. (laughs) Uh, Well, hence the title, Building Machines, the subtitle, I should say, Building Machines We Can Trust. Ah, Building Machines We Can Trust. Uh, We are marking a rather important day, which is why we seek your expertise. Uh, Any last words for our listeners in Korea as we mark National Science Day? Uh, I think that there's a view right now that the United States has taken over AI, but there's still a lot of work for everybody to do. There's lots of global collaboration. There's lots of room uh, for new discovery, even though it may feel like AI 
AI has been solved, there's actually plenty of work for everybody to do. Um, and so everybody should feel comfortable taking part in it. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Gary Marcus, for taking time on our busier schedule to speak with us. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.